Welcome to this week's edition of For the Love of the Frame. My name's Tim, and sitting to my left is a man who suspiciously stays out of the moonlight, Ian. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any reason for that, Ian? Uh, no, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> He's 300 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the anxiety about 30 is just, yeah. that's just to throw people it's off. To cover. The, yeah, to cover. <laughs> I'm just constantly turning 30. Oh, no, 30. 30. <laughs> Uh, just I just wonder why every time Ian gets yeah. stabbed, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, we've tried. <laughs> well, also with us is Aaron, who just shamelessly goes in the moonlight. He's not afraid of anything. Yeah, the pale moonlight. <laughs> that a Got song? nothing on you. Yeah. That's. You I think song? that's in the. Uh, I'm thinking well, of Batman. Yeah, okay. Oh, you and okay. I are on the same page then. Yeah. Did you I ever dance it. with the devil on the pale, pale moonlight? moonlight. That's, that's, that's what, what the was, Joker yeah. said. To the Joker. What, Batman? The Tim Burton Batman. Batman. Oh, yeah. I've the real one? I've the real one. one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Before Christopher Nolan came. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are at least fun Christopher Nolan movies. No, no, I say that those kidding. Are, yeah, I love those, ones. those movies. But I was, I was just listening to a podcast that was just like trashing Tenet. I think... You guys are probably. Do you want to just play it instead it? of this podcast? Yeah, no, so we can just amplify just, it. Yeah. In lieu of this podcast, yeah. you'll just <laughs> play that. I just I feel like I don't have the strength to like trash it. It's too much effort Tenet than it's is, worth. Yeah, Tenet, I I just I think it wouldn't even be worth doing, honestly. <laughs> Take well, that. Unlike on. Pirates <laughs> yeah. of the Caribbean. Right, yeah. Unlike a which is great classic <laughs> movie. A great classic Pirates movie. Of the yes. We are here to talk about the original. Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I have no idea how many more came after this because I stopped <laughs> watching them after almost immediately. But the first one we are here to talk about, which I guess is The Curse of the Black Pearl. I got that right? I think Correct. so. Okay. This is from 2003. I was shocked. This is actually, uh, I always like to check for, for Oscar nominations. This, this was nominated for one, two, three, four, five Oscars. Wow. Did not win any of them. Nominated mm. for Best Actor for Johnny Depp, and then a lot of the technical makeup, yeah, that's uh, sound mixing, yeah. sound editing, and visual effects, which, yeah, yeah, uh, especially back in, uh, I guess, 2003. Okay, could read my handwriting. Um, <laughs> we are doing this film as a love letter to Ian, who... <laughs> I don't know how it feels left that. out by all the <laughs> 90s movies and nostalgia that Aaron and I have been indulged in. And so... To keep Ian happy and to keep him from storming off the set, we let him do a childhood favorite. <laughs> you got to throw him a cookie every once in a while. Doing some sort of undead rampage, yeah. <laughs> stealing everybody's gold. <laughs> so talk to us, Ian. Um, I This was not a childhood memory of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old, so... It uh, is for me. I don't remember seeing, I don't, man, I honestly have no idea if I saw it in theaters. I don't think that I did, but this came out whenever I was 10 and this was one of those movies that we watched, me and my siblings watched a lot. So I've seen this movie quite a bit and it was fun going back to it. I hadn't seen it in years and 
it was just there's so many scenes. I felt like every scene I was like, oh, this is a great scene. Like this is this is so funny. And then like the next scene would be like, oh yeah, I forgot about this part. This part is great too. There's so many little bits in it. So it was fun to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. So I I really enjoyed it. I, it held up for me. It was a little long though. I will say on this viewing because I think it's like two and a half hours. Mm. A lot, it's a, a lot long, of twists and turns. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of stuff going on, but there's also really long sword fights. Some <laughs> of the fights go on. So if that's what Claire doesn't like about it, I guess I could maybe see that. You just were sitting on that one, huh? You <laughs> argue with someone who's not even in the room? No, I'm just saying. I agree with her. That's what I'm saying. I agree with it's her. It's like one of our top fans, Ian. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Careful. I'm agreeing with you, Claire. That's yeah. what... Calling out by name. That's, yeah. that's bold. Our fan base. Yeah, our fan base. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? When did this first cross your consciousness? Uh, I was an adult. Uh, I was living in Mississippi. And I remember hearing that this was coming out and having no idea, like, what could it even be? Because I was mm-hmm. familiar with the ride at Disney right. and I've been on it and there's not really much of a story to it. Right. You know, you're just kind of like floating through a river. It's like one of those rides that you get on in the middle of the day when you're hot and tired. Because <laughs> it's indoors. It's, yeah. it's indoors. It's like, it's a break from the heat. Yeah. Uh, you don't really have to pay that much attention. It's, it's these like pirates that look like they're made in 1940 yeah. you know and they're just moving and like i said there's there's not really a story you're just kind of like floating through what kind of seems like a pirate hideout yeah i'm sure it was cool at some Sounds point cool, yeah um and so when they i mean that uh, you know pirates who doesn't who, who doesn't like pirates like Plenty of material there. To, to, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Besides Claire. He is just, yeah, I don't know why I'm coming in hot with the I shots. Just couldn't, I just couldn't help He was myself. just laughing all the whole time, but he, I think it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Those he's were he's tears lashing out in pain, yeah. yeah. He's, I've never seen him like this. <laughs> There'll be no parlay tonight. Ian's <laughs> taking no prisoners. <laughs> but uh, I went and saw it. I... You know, Johnny Depp, I was a big fan of his at that time, and um, I enjoyed it. I remember it was fun. I saw it in the theater. Um, I do, I don't know what this says about the movie. I kind of remember the theater more than the movie because... <laughs> that sounds like a good story. It was the one of the more bizarre theaters I've ever been in. It was just an open room with like, you know those like plastic school chairs? This is Mississippi <laughs> in the early 2000s. But those plastic, like, chairs that you sit in in, like, kindergarten, they're, like, red and yellow and blue. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, it was just a, a big open room, no theater seats, just these plastic <laughs> chairs scattered everywhere, some of them bunched up in a corner. And you just kind of pulled out a seat and kind of placed it wherever you want and sat there and... Were they really small? Like, were they small? Yeah, they were small. small. (laughs) Did the movie ushers, like, stay out of the moonlight? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sketchiest, sketchiest movie theater I've ever watched a movie in, but we... Was um, it at least a dollar theater? It was cheap. I don't remember the price back then, but they were showing new movies, but it was cheap. And that's where I saw Pirates of the (laughs) the Caribbean for the first time. Wow. It's a great story. I want to go back, see if that theater's still there. (laughs) Yeah, I think my my recollection similar to yours. Uh, I think you also watched it in tiny, <laughs> no, tiny plastic chairs. Definitely not as interesting as that. But I think if you're of a certain age, your first associations with the ride, the Disney ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I had also first encountered the Disney ride, and so it's 
why is this a movie? Who yep. decided this was a thing? It's funny now because, you know, here in 2022, it's it's clearly a movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like the ride is second. Yeah, I think it would be hard to even explain to people right. a certain age that the ride came first. Mm. You know, I'm <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> Did you learn that for the first time? No, I didn't know that. But I remember learning that for the first time. I was like, what? yeah it it really is like a cynical naked cash grab of like we have this popular ride (laughs) i mean it was one of the more popular it it maybe was a little dated but it was kind of known let's build a story around it and you know so uh, that's usually not a great recipe for uh, a movie but here we are is five or six total i don't even know uh, something like that it, it yeah. spawned i mean a billion dollar franchise it's maybe johnny depp's defining role or maybe yeah. what he's most at least in the popular consciousness right. like known for i think now with almost 20 years of, of distance from the first one it's fair to wonder if he's acting <laughs> yeah yeah i think, I think the real the, life johnny depp yeah. and, and jack sparrow have, have converged to a, a singular point <laughs> yeah. at, at this point and so um but to his credit he really does carve out a very interesting character and I think the entire franchise rests on that because yeah. there really is no source material other than a rickety ride and some pirates and some <laughs> animatronics and, you know, not a ton of backstory. So he really had a, a canvas to to just conjure a character and all the the weird mannerisms and, mm-hmm. and just the way of talking and the way of <laughs> right. walking, just his... Uh, he's a pirate and I think we have like a category for how pirates are. And there's some ways where it's in line with that. And there's some ways where he's just a very eccentric, weird, non-traditional pirate. And somehow that combination works, you know, and and even now watching it 20 years later, like I liked it when I saw it Mm -hmm. and then I immediately forgot about it. And then my kids went through a phase where they were really into this franchise and insisted Mm. on watching all the movies. And I think I made it, two and a half and I just at some point just was just on my phone the whole time I, I didn't even yeah. I couldn't tell you the plots of the bad, later ones yeah pretty, I think they I've loved only it seen the third one they would like huh. were wrapped attention the whole time all the way through um I think they deteriorate pretty quickly but yeah. the original one because I hadn't seen it until mm-hmm. preparing for this podcast and I was surprised by how much I liked it um just as a fun you know just a fun movie yeah it's, yeah I'm impressed that they, with that source material, that they actually came up with something. I mean, they really put a lot into it. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it would be really easy. And I feel like kind of the default for making a movie off of a ride, it's like video game movies. Like, they yeah. never do well. Because right. you're trying to just take this one really small idea and then you're trying to blow it up. But somehow they were able to kill it. And just what you were saying about Johnny Depp, like, just from the very first time that you see him and he's riding in on <laughs> yeah. ship. It's pretty it classic. Just, it is. It's yeah. like, it's such a classic Yeah, I audibly now. laughed out loud. It's so uh, good. Yeah. yeah. It's just, because he's so statuesque yeah. and yeah, and it's just, yeah. It's an iconic like movie entrance <laughs> yeah. for sure. And it really like, it, it does a lot of character building really. Like yeah. it's like a lot of subtle, mm-hmm. where like the charisma and the confidence that he walks like from this sinking yeah. ship and it's like, it's sinking, but it gets him just where it needs to go before. And there's so much in that, yeah. that it's like, it's really well done, honestly. And, yeah. and it's just so fun. Like I, that was one of the parts wherever I was watching this, 
a couple of weeks ago and I was like, man, this is, this is a great movie. It's so fun. That's true. It, that scene does, it, it just immediately establishes yeah. who mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow is and yeah. the way that he starts toying with the two guards. Right. Yeah. He's like a cat playing with its prey. You know, it's just yeah, like, he starts talking to them. Yeah. and it's like roguish charm. <laughs> right. Right. And so he has the charisma to pull that off, but there's pockets of like incompetence mm-hmm. and then pockets of like very real intelligence and right. like know how and, He's not just like a bumbling idiot who just catches breaks. Like, you know, it's a very interesting combination of characters. And I think it was another like from like a macro storytelling perspective, another stroke of genius to like pit it against like stodgy British Yeah, they're fun villains, right? It's just like like you really do. You see the stuffy, you know, with the white wigs and the button-down demeanor and the ultra formality contrasted with kind of the Johnny Depp, you know, just his way of of, you know being. And you just immediately are like, yeah, I hate those guys. (laughs) That checks out. Yeah, right. It's like that's probably is how the British were. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. I didn't know this was so historically accurate. Yeah. All I need is a, a powder wig. You right. know? I'm just like, yeah, that's yeah. clearly, you know, what it was like. Right. But it, it is interesting. Like almost everybody in this, I guess like the pirates and Barbosa is, he's definitely the main antagonist. Like he's like the bad guy of the movie, but even him, they make him sympathetic at certain points. And I feel like, and then they have the British and they're like, like the governor and, uh, Norrington, is that Mm -hmm. his name? Yeah. Commander Norrington. Yeah. They have them and like, they're kind of, they're like antagonistic to Jack and I guess to whatever Orlando Bloom will, Will but nobody, you know, (laughs) he's not a great character. (laughs) He's like. Not interesting at all. Yeah, he's like a hero that I don't root for. <laughs> yeah. like, I know I like this yeah, guy. Like, I really Am I don't supposed care. to like him? Yeah. But I don't know. It does a good job of like taking everybody. To, it makes you sympathetic to all the different sides at different points. And, and it, I don't know. There's just a, a lot of interesting factions going on. And it's not just as clear cut as like good guys, bad guys. And like in some ways it is, but I feel like they play with that a little bit, especially for a Disney movie. I feel like it makes it... A little bit more interesting like how you i love how you have the the two soldiers like the two guards that you that jack's kind of messing with on the ship at first but then you have kind of like their like analogous like pair mm, of mm-hmm. pirates the guy with the yeah the, 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 eye, the eye. Yeah, yeah the eye and like they have like their whole like parasol thing whenever they're all dressed <laughs> up and yeah. like just i don't know it's just funny and then i feel like they add a lot of humanity to the pirates and I don't know, for some reason it adds, it just makes it a little bit more like easy to relate to everybody. And and there's like the, I don't know, there's a lot of like swirling, like people changing sides and alliances and, and it works because you kind of don't really know who you're rooting for all the time. And I feel like that makes it fun. We also need to talk about the animal acting. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually going to bring yeah. that up. I <laughs> yeah. was going to bring that up. That was up. the biggest part of my notes. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Looking through it. Because we have the dog with the key. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, when yeah. when uh-huh. uh, Jack Sparrow's in jail. Yep. And 
the other prisoners are trying to get the dog and he's all like, oh, you're wasting your time. But then, you know, he tries to <laughs> But I love to how the he's sitting there. Yeah. The dog is sitting there with the keys with in his mouth. Yeah. Why the like, dog have the key? Know. Like, he knows just, uh, what he's doing. It's a trustworthy dog. He's <laughs> yeah. incorruptible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a well-trained Stay dog. just out of reach. <laughs> you can really save on uh, labor costs yeah. if you can, like, entrust the prison garden yeah. to dogs. <laughs> I, like, I like that somebody was like, should we get a hook to... Hang these keys from on the wall. Yeah. Now nah, let's give it to this dog over here. Yeah. It can hold them. Maybe there's a reason why the British Empire fell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to see what yeah. happened here. But we also have the monkey. Oh yeah, yeah the monkey. And like creepy skeleton monkey. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Both good. outstanding. Yep. Outstanding. The way he he worked with Jeffrey Rush. I mean, it really just two titans. Just on the scene together. One really. of the greatest duos yeah. on film. I mean, <laughs> Jeffrey Rush and the Monkey. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you see it that way too, Aaron. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we have your classic parrots, you know. Yep. Yeah. You have it's, the donkey too. Yes. It gives him that look. He has that look whenever he picks up. Yep. Yeah. It's, yep. That's great. I have a, yeah, I wrote down donkey. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> That's what I, I have that in my notes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and the Animal Oscars you, of Tim. 2003, yeah. it would have slayed. Yeah. <laughs> this movie would have just yeah. run the table. Yeah, it, it would have been, been the lead. Mm, the lead animal? animal though, oh, definitely yeah. the monkey. The monkey, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. He, has he, the he had the most plot yeah, and sure. the most... Donkey yeah. gets the supporting... Yeah, yeah he gets best supporting role. Yeah, definitely. It would have been like the, the return of the king of uh, that year for the Animal Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> Just dominated. <laughs> well, Ian. Well, <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Anytime theme is amazing. No, it's great. It needs to be mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. The the music in this is incredible, but anytime there's a lull in this podcast, I'm just gonna Yeah, I am curious um what and not trying to, to beat a dead horse, but this is a like a child. Well, you said you, yeah, <laughs> dead donkey. Uh, you know, you, like you said, you were 10 yeah. and then you, you guys watched it a lot. And like, one of the things I'm interested in, we, we talked a little bit about this a while back with Doctor Strange when we kind of dipped our toe into the Marvel universe. I do think it's fascinating when things, like what qualities of movies, like why do they grab like, the public imagination like you know mm. it's easy to look down on that and be like oh you know it's a shallow movie or oh it's just fun or whatever but things are popular for a reason and it doesn't yeah. mean like you have to agree with the taste but i do think there's something worth like why does it resonate so broadly and i'm just curious like from either of you guys's perspectives like what is it about this movie that spawned all the sequels spawned just that appetite to keep going back to it like why because there's lots of stuff that has you yeah. know, quirky characters and CGI and, and, you know, why is like the chemistry of this such like take such root if you had to theorize? Yeah, that's an interesting, I hadn't really thought about it, but I, I do think part of it was what I was saying before. Like there, it's not quite just straight black and white. And I think that mm-hmm. makes it more interesting. I think that like adds some to the dynamics because you, you don't really know the whole time what Jack is doing. Like you, yeah. He, yeah. he has a goal, but he really is pretty hard to figure out. And I think that adds a lot because you, as the watcher, 
And like, as a kid, you really don't know if he is, cause he acts like kind of like a good guy, but then he is a pirate and he does piratey things. <laughs> but then he's also like the, he's like, I love the, like the worst pirate that I've ever heard of line. Cause it's so good. He's like, but, but you have heard of me. And it's like, he is, he's like, okay. Yeah. He is a pirate, but he's like, not a, not what you think of. Like Barbosa is like the pirate right. that you think of. And so I think just how, I mean, and obviously Depp just, he is amazing in that role, but I think the, the way that he's just so like, just hard to figure out what, what he's going to do next. I think that really adds a lot. Um, I had something else and now I can't remember what it was. Do you have anything, Aaron? Yeah, I, I agree. Like Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, like just a superstar performance. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing particular to this movie is that like it has a lot of those just common like blockbuster elements, you know, big production, star power. Um, but I think the uniqueness of putting that all with like pirates and like that, even like that period of history, I feel like isn't like, you don't get yeah. a lot of movies coming out of that time period. And so I, I do think there's like a uniqueness to this franchise and in, in this movie uh, in particular that like people just hadn't seen before that, you know, that we have a Western genre, we have space genre, summer we have war genre like summer blockbusters have come out of all of those mm -hmm. and this this is unique in some ways like mm -hmm. kind of having like a pirate like on the high seas you just don't get a lot of those kind of movies and particularly like summer blockbuster type of movies and then i i think what you're saying ian like jack sparrow he's he's an incredible character and i love the the way that he's human, he's not like just like a superhero where he can never fail. He doesn't have any weaknesses, mm -hmm. no flaws. Like he's a flawed character and he is like, if you think about it, he is, a, he's like a bad guy, but like you love him. Right. And yeah. you're, you're, and you're rooting mm -hmm. for him and you're cheering for him. Um, it's just really well done, well executed um, in that way. And I think it, it made something memorable that I think people can connect with that. Like they can look up to Superman or, you know, Iron Man or whatever, but. Jack Sparrow kind of feels like an everyman in some ways. Like he's, you know, there's, there's pieces of him that are approachable and then there's pieces of him that you kind of admire and mm -hmm. like, man, I wish I could be like that. Like, yeah. And it feels like you could be like that. Like if right. you just had that charisma and like that, almost even just like confidence. Cause he doesn't really yeah. have right. a lot besides confidence <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's attainable. Like you could look at it. It's like, yeah, I could walk into a place and yeah. act like well, that. He, he's not necessarily the best at anything. Like he's not the right. best fighter. He's yeah. not the best pirate. He's not the best good guy. Not the best bad guy. Like, but he just kind of makes his way through yeah, life. He just makes like, it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. Cause if you list out his like character attributes, none of them are that unattainable or, or it's almost like, you almost feel like you could be like 80 or 90% of him, but then there is that yeah. 10 to 20% right. that's just confidence or charisma or just right. the ability to be Teflon that is makes it interesting and intriguing mm -hmm. and worth watching and not just be like, yeah, I know 10 guys like that. Right. Like, you know, I think it's interesting. I like, um, like you listen to you guys talk. It reminds me of the, one of the, that opening scene or near the opening when, um, I guess, um, I'm blanking. Uh, Elizabeth Swan, Kira Knightley. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When she <laughs> is wearing the corset and passes out <laughs> and, and goes over. 
and like no one goes to save her and you know he's being detained and the the soldiers don't want to jump in because they can't swim which <laughs> right. is funny right yeah. they're in the navy and can't swim and so he goes and it's this heroic act of i'm gonna save mm. the damsel in distress kind of thing and he goes and he saves her life and then gets her out and then immediately gets arrested because he's a pirate <laughs> and they have like a policy of just no tolerance kill pirates and so it's like this ping pong of like heroic and then you feel back as you get punished. But then he turns the tables and like, you yeah, know, gets right, and like Karen holds her and holds her with like the chains and right. like threatens her life. It is like, like, yeah, which is like, OK, whoa, that's yeah. that's not good. Like, we're, you know, yeah. but then you're like, well, I kind of get it. He's got to do it, you know, and then he's it, it's just that like he's on that line of good guy, bad guy. But he's just always likable. Mm-hmm. And. They just do, it's very cartoonish, but that's usually an insult, but in this right. way it's, it's fun or, or mm-hmm. like when it they go, well, yeah, yeah well, I forget the name of the port or whatever. And he's Tortuga. Tortuga. Yeah. yeah. And he's like going with, with Will Turner and it's just like all these random people are mad at him and he's like, well, yeah. I didn't deserve that one. Or, I might've deserved that one. Or, I definitely deserve yeah. that one. And. You right. just get this sense of like, you know, people are mad. He's a cheat. He's a swindler, mm. but he's also like memorable. Right. Yeah. And that's like maybe the defining characteristic, especially mm. now 20 years later, like Jack Sparrow is memorable. Yeah. And whether you love this movie or not, or, you know, it just it's entered the public consciousness. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's just there's something to be said for memorable mm-hmm. characters. And I do think. It has some of the appeal, like if if you take the um, Elizabeth Swan like arc, it's very almost. I mean, it's not my genre, but like Pride and Prejudice or yeah. some of those like. Mm-hmm. Help me out, Ian. Uh, I'm blanking. <laughs> Sense and sensibility. Yeah, I'm, Bronte. Uh, I'm blanking on the oh, writer. Bronte sisters. Yeah, Bronte sisters. Or just yeah. like very Victorian yeah. romance kind of, you know, and she's right. in her corset and she's being, you know, courted by a man she doesn't really love and she really likes the stable boy or, you know, that kind of classic aristocratic mm-hmm. caught in, you know. So it's like almost like Victorian romance novel, <laughs> classical literature meets pirate story meets, yeah. you know, kind of high seas adventure meets like mystery and, and the mm-hmm. intrigue with supernatural. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I was going to say. There's like curses. Almost People horror, love curses like not and, quite, and not quite horror, horror, but like yeah. flirting with mm-hmm. that and, yeah. and ghosts and, and uh-huh. mysteries and, and curses and, and it really kind of trending on like the supernatural and, and how that goes. And it's this really weird mixed match and like disnified over it for yeah. all the good and bad of that. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a lot of money, like you look at the, these performances, especially in 2003, like Johnny Depp's a, a lister. Yeah. Orlando Bloom was, he was in the middle of all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. He was a, a big name, you know, Kira Knightley, this is earlier in her career. She turns out to be an a lister, you know, Jeffrey Rush is, yeah. he's a legend. He's a classically trained, you know, like a, a serious actor. Yeah. Uh, you can go down like the line. Like, there's a ton of talent, and Disney invested in the CGI. They, inv- you could tell at least for the first one, they really polished the story, yeah. and they, yeah. you know, there's a lot of twists and turns. But it, it's, it's maybe a little bloated, and you know, I think you can get the editing pen out and, and cut some of the turns. But for the most part, it feels well composed, and the twists feel fun. Yeah. You know, like because. We watching it recently for this. I hadn't seen it probably mm-hmm. in, in five or six years, and 
I vaguely knew the end and I vaguely knew how you got from the beginning to the end, but I was kind of caught up in some of the twists and turns yeah. as I had forgotten. And it's, mm-hmm. you never quite, like you were saying before, you never quite know Jack Sparrow's motives yeah. mm-hmm. and you never, and you know, you can never quite trust him. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just a, the, it's a unique, it's a lot of familiar elements put together in a right. unique way that I think touches on a lot. Like, we, I think as humans, we like romance and yeah. we, we like, especially forbidden romance or, or uh, you know, kind of barriers and, and all that. We like sort of the rogue, you know, and, you know, anti-hero, you know, just that, that's been super popular now. Um, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, it wasn't quite, you know, Walter White hadn't hit the scene yet and, and you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and we do, we're fascinated by curses and supernatural and that kind of thing and putting it all together. I, I, I can see how it, when it's well slickly produced, how it grabbed the public right. imagination in a lasting way. Yeah, it was a really fresh, it's it's hard to like put yourself back in that place of almost like 20 years ago. But I think at the time there was just a lot of things that were just fresh. Like even, you know, you made the comment and it's true, like 20 years not like from then to now, it kind of feels like that's just kind of Johnny Depp. But at the time, (laughs) I don't think he was Edward Scissorhands and he played a lot of sweet, weird characters, but that kind of like rock star swaggery, he like, yeah, Edward Scissorhands, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dead Man, like all these like classic roles that he was playing. Um, he was sweet, odd, but like kind of quiet, kind of like this was the yeah, first very emo, very pale, very yeah. pale, very <laughs> emo. This was this first like swaggering, like yeah. it, it, it was a very fresh yeah. Johnny Depp performance. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's been washed out over time because yeah. of who he's kind of been revealed to be in public. But at the time it was pretty fresh. And yeah. I, I, I do think that was a part of the, this pop. We were like, Whoa, Johnny Depp. Like, I didn't know you were like that. Like, yeah. yeah. It's fun too. I mean, just like you talking about it, it like, I I think one of the things that it's done really well is it has all these twists and turns, but, and they're fun and they are genuinely surprising, but then also you can follow them. Like as a kid, Mm -hmm. I think you can, it's right on that edge of like, you're almost confused, but you can kind of follow it still. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember as a kid, like it's kind of confusing who's switching sides and when and where. But at the same time, you they play it out well enough that you can understand what's happening. So you get what's going on, but it feels it's almost like a Nolan movie, but like done better. <laughs> <laughs> like and for kids, because maybe that's like the best version of it. <laughs> Cause it has all these little like it has all these little plot twists, but they kind of just are they aren't supposed to be this really big thing. It just kind of happens and then and then you like things shift and then you kind of rock a different way. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it, it's like the complexity is done really well. And then even whenever you're talking to him too, I think I didn't know. I don't know if this wasn't in the trailers or if I just hadn't seen him, but I think I didn't really know exactly what the curse was or like how it looked whenever going into the movie. So I, I do, I still remember the first time I watched it, whenever Elizabeth is on their ship and then Mm. he like 
like throws her out into the like onto the main deck whenever the the -hmm. moon's coming down and barbosa steps out and he like he drinks the wine and it like goes through that's spilling through it's a great scene like it's it's really cool that first reveal i still remember that you're just like whoa it was crazy the way it's framed and Mm -hmm. shot and the cgi and like the the moonlight hitting and well his wine is great too where he's like you don't yeah you better start believing in ghost stories and he's like because you're in one and that and then it like his arm reveals and it's yeah it's hard to if you set johnny depp aside because sparrow is such a hall of fame character like i love jeffrey rush's performance and that's amazing in this very compelling yeah Yeah. very intense but Mm -hmm. not like Mm -hmm. it just it fits the movie perfectly Mm -hmm. and he's like you, you need that that quality i think yeah he's um He's brilliant in his own ways. Yeah. Like he's, he, he is smart. He is like strategic. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of like the anti-Jack. Yeah. He's the yeah. anti-Jack. Yeah. yeah. But you love them both. And it's, yeah. it's just great storytelling that you're able to have, I think kind of two bad guys or, or are they two good guys? And you're, right. you're like, they're shifting and they're both like so well done and, and so well shaped. Um, and you like both of them. And, and, and in a lot of ways they're like opposed to their interests are opposed. Mm-hmm. And, but I find myself kind of rooting for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great storytelling. Like, especially Barbosa. Cause it's like, why would you <laughs> why do want I like him, him yeah. to be, but he's so charismatic right. in a different way than Jack is, but he's so well-spoken and he has a, his own kind of confidence. Yeah. And like, it, yeah. yeah. It's and just you can fun. see why a guy like Barbosa yeah. would look at a guy like Jack Sparrow and want a mutiny. Yes. <laughs> if Jack Sparrow was in charge and, you know, and you felt yeah. like he was making bad decisions, like it kind yeah. of makes sense to yeah. his personalities. Yeah, it, absolutely. Well, yeah, it, it checks out. In that line too, whenever I was watching this, I was like, this movie is just about Norrington getting like screwed over and over again. <laughs> like he's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. He's, but he's just British doing his job. and he wears a wig. Yeah. And it's just like everything that he tries to do is like, nope, you're wrong. It's like, boo, I hate this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He's the one like trying to do the, him and Will Turner, they're like trying to do the right things and like, I don't like either one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want this. I don't like this guy. <laughs> I know. This guy's boring. <laughs> Bigger hat, more pirate. <laughs> but I do think, so it has all that fun stuff, but then rewatching it again too, it, it has some interesting themes like mm. spread out throughout it. I mean, even just like the idea of them getting the gold and then getting cursed. And they ha- he has some lines around that. Like I wrote some of them down. Um, where he says like, we were poor, we were punished just disproportioned to our crime. And like, and and then I was thinking about that. Like it brings up some ideas of like, what's worse than death? Like what could be worse than death? Cause you have these pirates mm-hmm. and they're pirates. And so the all they do and the monkey and the monkey. <laughs> yep. You have these pirates and also. <laughs> So I guess the monkey stole a piece of gold too. He must have. Yeah. He must have. He's also they cursed. Must, they I mean, like, let's, the yeah. pirates are like giving him out and they're like, and the monkey and gets the, one? I mean, and he's part of the crew. I mean, yeah, a worker deserves so. his wages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have them. But I always thought that even as a kid, I kind of remember thinking about that. It's like, well, all they do is go around and kill people. So like, it's pretty useful to not be able to be killed. 
But then they do that for a couple of years and it gets like, I guess they, there's a lot of other things like they can't enjoy food or drink and they like, there's just a lot, I guess they can't really feel anything is kind of how it Mm -hmm. plays out. But I think it brings up some interesting questions of like, well, what is worse worse than death or what could be worse than death? Mm -hmm. And like, what are, and that's just kind of like, well, what's worth dying for then? And even you have that theme too, like Jack asks in kind of a funny way, he asks Will, he's like, are you willing to die for her? And he's like, yeah, he's like, absolutely. He's like, okay, good. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I don't have to have that speech. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of, I don't know. I I think it's asking some interesting questions like that and it's not hitting you over the head with them, Mm -hmm. but it does have some interesting stuff there. And then also with, um, just with, uh, Will's dad, and like he has these roots and he thought that they were something different, but now he's kind of learning who his father was and he was bootstrap bootstrap. bootstrap yeah. A handle like that deserves bootstrap to be bill. called by name. <laughs> yeah. Bootstrap bill. Bootstrap bill. It's a good name. Yeah, it yeah. is a good name. Yeah. But I guess he only got it whenever he died. <laughs> right. Cause that's why they call him that. Cause they tied him. Oh yeah, his bootstraps. So it's Ian, kind of a weird time to Ian's nickname. Thought about this movie more than uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a weird time to nickname somebody like as the as you're killing them. You're like, oh, I just thought of a good name for him. Good old <laughs> Cliff Dive Ian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the pirate code. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, the pirate code and another great callback. The I use parlay that all the time. when uh, Elizabeth just pulls that out when yeah. she's like getting cornered. Uh-huh. That was another stroke of yeah. genius. Yeah. Just, you're watching it and you're like, how's she going to get out of it? And you're like, parlay. And you're like, what? Yeah, what's that? Yeah. And then they immediately stop and it, like, you can tell it cuts through the pirates like a knife. Like yeah. it, it binds them and you're just like, it's those little moments. Yeah, it adds yeah. a little. Yeah. 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 And I love that it becomes a gag. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. you're like, parlay. Yeah. Like, oh. like, they're, so, they're so mad at it by the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways, you have that theme of like, where he came from and this idea of where he came from, but then that changes and then trying to figure out if that's okay. Like if he can still respect his father while he was a pirate and just that becoming a little gray. So I don't, I thought there's some interesting stuff in here. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts Mm -hmm. on any of those. Actually, similar to what you were saying, every time I've watched it, it's a seemingly insignificant detail that just grabs my imagination. (laughs) Like, cause in, I did not watch this hundreds of times as a child. So correct me if my timeline's wrong or my details are off, but it's this treasure that they got that was cursed. Right. And then it, it, they spent it or they, you know, they divided it up and they spent it. And then to break the curse, they have to retrieve every bit of it and Mm. then have blood of bootstrap or one of his descendants. So I would just like. You look at like the undead and how, like you're saying, they're cursed to live, but not, they can't die. They're not living, but they're not dead. Mm. And how unsatisfying. I think the movie does a really good job of portraying it with the, you know, the moonlight mm-hmm. and, and how he's like, I don't know the right word, like kind of like wistfully longing for like the green apple and, and wanting to taste and wanting yeah, to experience just, and just yeah. like the human. Mm. Like, and that's where like Rush's strength as an actor come in and like it really, you feel it of how awful it must be. Yeah. Like, cause at, at the surface mm. level, how freeing, like I can get stabbed and nothing bad happens. I don't right. have to worry. Like you, you can pillage, you can, whatever pirates want to do, they're like <laughs> indestructible. Uh, it was almost like reminiscent and slightly different, but like 
in like the the army of the undead and Lord of the Rings, how like just you see them like cut through, they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want, but they can't. There's no rest, mm-hmm. and even death, like like Ian's saying, like there's things worse than death, and how painstaking it would be almost like logically speaking an impossible task to like if all those gold pieces got scattered to the corners of the world in commerce or dropped in a you know if it got dropped over a boat and settled in some crevice you know a mile under the water like for all intents and purposes that's gone but if that's their only way to break the curse and to finally achieve rest like how painstaking it would have been to track every single one of those things down. And then they're one short, right? That's yeah. why they, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, there's some artistic license, but like embedded in that is like, that's what consumes their entire existence. They're not around. I mean, they're sailing the seas and doing what they do, but their one goal really is to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's really what they want. Yeah, they just want to be trying normal, to be, yeah, they just want to yeah. like be able to die. And uh, it's counterintuitive, right? Because most things are about the struggle to live or, you know, whatever. Like, but yeah, I, I just that one detail of how logistically staggering it would be to track down all these random pieces of gold for that task. It, it underscores. Yeah. That. Like how committed they are yeah. and how like all encompassing that becomes. Right. And how like, grinding and how yeah. mind numbing that task would be mm-hmm. to constantly search and search and search, but they did it, you know? Yeah. I feel that. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it portrays that well without, yeah, it doesn't like hit you over the head with it and it's still a kid's movie, but it does bring up those themes and it does, it, it makes you feel the weight of them somehow, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. And also, too, like what you were saying, all they really want is to just live a normal life, too. Like, it gives you some appreciation, or at least whenever I've watched it, like, it, it does give you some appreciation of just what it means to, like, be able to eat food or, like, go outside mm-hmm. and you can, like, feel the rain or you can feel the sun it gives you, it like makes you imagine like, well, what, what would life be if I couldn't do all these small things that I take for granted? I mean, we eat every single day. Like we go to sleep every single day. It's like we take all that stuff for granted, but really like those are the things that make us human. And it just, it's not trying to make some huge point with that. I don't think, but I think it makes it better for that. It just, it brings up those questions and it brings up like, it just, I don't know, it helps me appreciate life more, which is kind of weird saying that from watching Pirates of the Caribbean, but... Did you write your college application essays yeah, on uh-huh, the impact yep, the Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean had? I, yeah. <laughs> they could tell I was homeschooled. Yeah, one of the things, um, I guess, similar to what you're pulling out, and I guess I'll just go ahead and unveil my kind of tie-in with with the gospel. But going back to the original question of, like, why does this resonate? Like, there is a certain tale as old as time where, you know, like, we like redemption stories. We like love stories. We like revenge stories, you know, and... That's part of what's interesting is Jack Sparrow has this dual mm. motive, which all the twists and turns, once you know them, you can watch the movie mm-hmm. 
and you appreciate he he wants revenge on Barbosa, but he also wants the curse broken. Like like you know he's simultaneously one of the condemns, but then also wanting to like settle a score. Whereas Barbosa and the rest of the pirates just want the curse lifted. Like he has like an extra. I don't um, think he is, he isn't at the beginning. He okay. doesn't ha- he isn't cursed. See, this is why. Yeah, I need this a is why. Checker. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> But he does want his ship back. That's the. That's it. He wants yeah. to kill. I knew Barbosa there was another motive. Yeah. And he wants his ship. And he wants to kill him with the yeah. shot, which right. is which, also just yeah. It's a good little. I think my f- favorite random Jack Sparrow moment in a movie full of them is when he was on the the stranded island. <laughs> yeah. And all the intrigue, like you know, he strapped it with yeah. like his back hair. He formed, yeah. you know, with the sea turtles and and all the legends that spring up and just like yeah. the reality and how and then like he's there and he's just is trying to find the rum. And, yeah. and Elizabeth's trying to find some it. rum runners just yeah. found it. Yeah. It's just completely yeah. Which is like the longer you live, I feel like the, it's kind of like that thing, like don't meet your heroes, you know, don't, yeah. don't learn the true stories behind kind of legends. Like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how real life is. Like a lot more of it is just circumstance and accident than, than like just pure heroic efforts. And yeah. You know. Yeah. And we always make these like weird cross movie connections with when, when when we do them on the podcast, but it reminded me of uh unforgiven, like Will Money being like yeah. the hardened, but uh-huh. he was like the real deal and all right. the stories, but you didn't quite know what was right. fact and fiction. And then you had the Schofield kid who was mm-hmm. all projection and none yeah. of it was real. And I feel like, um, like Jack Sparrow somewhere between mm-hmm. Schofield kid and Will, he's not as hard and as competent and as like total, right. you know, destructive force is Will Money. Yeah. But he has more heft to him than the Schofield mm-hmm. kid. And but the projection of him is useful. Like mm-hmm. he wants people to think, mm-hmm. you know, Captain Jack, this is the day you almost caught Jack Sparrow. But he got caught so many times <laughs> throughout the movie. Yeah. But it's good to have that as a tagline. It's good to have the mythology yeah. in people's heads. It's useful to him in his exploits. Um it's a little weird. I don't think you usually think of Unforgiven and Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean and compare and contrast them. It's a but lot of tie-ins. Yeah, it's some it's tie-ins. a lot of tie-ins. But anyway, I think for me, when Barbosa has the green apple and he's looking at it, like there's some classic imagery there, right? What, what do we do? Where does our mind go when we see apples? We go back to the Garden of Eden. We go back to the, the curse, right? And like, I'm not saying that the Pirates is meant to be this reflection of that, but in the way that like we resonate with stories as old as time, like if you start pulling back, like you, you have, right. You have, you have the apple, you have a mutiny, <laughs> right. Which should sound familiar. We have a blood sacrifice, right. We have, we have a wrongful death. We have a curse. We have people living under the penalty of curse where they're not quite alive, but not quite dead in that, you know, condemned and they can't free themselves. Like there's no, um, cure for it in and of themselves. They can't say my bad. They can't, they can't even kill themselves. Right. There's no, the only thing like they have is to play to, by the rules. Yeah. Of, they're bound yeah. and they're powerless to, to alter the, the deal or, mm-hmm. or the, their reality. They're, mm-hmm. they're bound to it. And the only way is for the innocent, which is bootstrap, right? The innocent one and his descendants, right? <laughs> so we have in the Christian story, they're like heritage and descendant, you know, establishing the line of, of David and, and all that through, like that's a big deal in the generational piece. Um, and so you have the, 
you know, ultimately it goes to Will Turner, but it's it's the blood of the innocent kind of going and being shed in the place. You know, it's there's a lot of you know, you, <laughs> Ian's like, huh? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. And so again, I'm not saying it's meant to be a, a parable of of the the gospel story, but. I do think some of those compelling things are compelling for a reason, just in our default mode setting and, and way curses are broken and how that does apply. You know, um, a lot of those beats are familiar for a reason. And um, yeah, I'm just going to toss that out there. You guys can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's true. And I think that's kind of why they carry weight probably because right. a lot of it doesn't really, I mean, it, it's a long movie, but a lot of it is taken up by sword fights, I feel like. <laughs> and so the, it moves quick. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty fast. And so it's pretty impressive, honestly, that it is has it adds as much weight to things as it does with as many twists and turns that it has. Because it doesn't spend so much time, like, on exposition telling you why or... Mm-hmm. Like it does a little bit, but really not too much. And and I think that's probably why it's because it's playing with themes that are really intrinsically important to us as humans. And so we feel them like we feel like even just Will willing to sacrifice himself for Elizabeth, like whatever right. he need, he's going to do whatever it takes. And at one point he like threatens to kill himself because he knows that they need his blood and he, it like for all, like from the outside, it looks like he's like totally willing to do it too. Mm-hmm. Cause he is this, as boring as he is, he is like somewhat selfless, I guess. <laughs> he really lame, is just like, lame, he just doesn't yeah. have any real motivations. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess he likes this girl that he met like, I mean, she's rich times. and powerful yeah, and beautiful. I, I mean, guess he's basically, a just lot of like people have done bigger, a lot yeah. more with a lot less. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's just, there are just themes in there that are super powerful and they are moving. And I think they play with a lot of those and they do it in a way that's, uh, subtle enough. Um, but then it's evoking enough that you feel it. And yeah, I think they do a good job with that. Yeah. And I think just that, that longing, like just my mind always goes back to just the way he looks at that apple Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's regret and there's longing and there's anticipation and that gnawing sense of like life isn't the way it should be, you know, and I I don't want to repeat, I thought you did a good job of sketching that out Ian earlier, but I don't know. I, I just go back to that. Like it, it's an easy thing to resonate with, even as you're watching kind of a fun movie, mm-hmm. um, there's that gnawing sense inside of us, you know, mm-hmm. and it is kind of this picture of like what sin does. It dulls our senses. It, mm-hmm. it dull, like if we were made to have our appetites, like to have appetites mm-hmm. and to have good appetites and to have them, you know, just delighted and, and satisfied in good things, and sin just corrupts all that. So like, you know, in the movie, he can't even enjoy a, you know, an apple's not even like an A plus snack if we're being honest, right? Yeah. Especially a green apple. Like yeah. not even like a, <laughs> one even of the, the good apple. apple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was a pie, <laughs> right. maybe I could, you know, turn that apple into a Cover pie. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. But just and a green apple. <laughs> it's just no. a green apple. And it's just like, he would do anything to be able to taste it. Even mm-hmm. if it was like sour, just to, to experience yeah. it. And like sin has that way of, of dampening and deadening our taste to where, you know, we're designed for these like 
exalted, like awesome things that are ultimately found in God. And, but like in, in community and relationships and, and good art and beauty, like we're made for beauty. We're made for transcendence. We're made for music and, and you know, just those things that, that are uniquely human. And it's just like, we get corrupted and, and we lose our taste for like the good things and we seek to have them in, in you know, in the pirates, like, they're still swabbing their decks. They're still, you know, doing things to pass the time to satisfy, you know, whatever it is to fill their days. But it's not what it should be. And then mm-hmm. there's a part of them that still knows that. And they're very, in the movie, they're very acutely aware of it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even just the way that they got there too is interesting of just like they had this greed of like, oh, like they kind of knew about the curse but they were just like, oh, like that can't be real. Like, yeah, they're not that remorseful. No, no they don't yeah. like their circumstances and they want that to change. Right. But they're not that remorseful about how it went down no, and the not. pillaging yeah. and the murdering <laughs> and the not innocence. At all. Yeah, yeah. Still like There's no repentance. Doing or, all yeah. Of that. yeah. But it, it is an interesting picture of just how they got there. Like, there is some line about that, about like how he, I honestly, it was a while ago that I watched it. So I don't remember exactly what it was, but he has some line about how they were compelled by greed and that got them to where they were. Yeah. And it's just an interesting picture too, of like, if we're that greed, any sort of like selfishness or greed, it doesn't have to be necessarily for money can lead to that sin and can lead to that like dampening of the things that are actually good. So you can like keep, chasing the things that you're greedy for, like whether that's like power or fame or wealth or recognition or whatever. And that actually kills your senses and dampens them. Like you were saying, Tim, for mm-hmm. the things that are actually good and are life giving, even if they are just as simple as eating a green apple. And uh, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some real parallels there. I think mm-hmm. like, I, I like what you're, what you're pulling out, Tim. <laughs> this is why we keep you around. <laughs> 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 we keep airing around for the music. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that uh, the pirates have like they've learned nothing of from all yeah, of they really They're like it. they're like they're gonna go back to like pillaging and, and murdering, but like with apples. Like, yeah. that's like, yeah. that's their, like if I could just eat an apple after I run someone through yeah. with my sword. <laughs> that's like their big takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um that idea that the curse is like the inability to be who you were made to be, like mm-hmm. fully, is like it's spot on with what we believe and it's portrayed well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too, like gospel ac- applications, or at least some of them, where it's just like hell is basically early, like some part of hell is basically just not being able to experience the things that we were made mm-hmm. for, which is essentially yeah. what you just said. And I said. think finally being fully aware of yeah. right. what mm-hmm. you were made for yeah. and then realizing like, I can't yeah. touch that or mm-hmm. beat that. Yeah. And it's easy to see like how they would get there or why they would get there. And I think it's harder in our lives to like walk back or even to look around at where we are because doing those things, it shifts the way that you think. Like if you don't appreciate the small things, then you kind of look down on those. You kind of see them as small or as like insignificant, I guess. But they're not. Like those are the things that really make us humans. Those are the things that God has given us to enjoy and that like anybody can enjoy. 
And there's something that's really powerful about that. And you start, your brain and your, like the way that you look at things, your perspective starts to shift as you, like the more you go down that path to where you don't even recognize the good things as the good things anymore. And kind Mm -hmm. of like a, in a weird way, like their, their curse is so explicit that they, it brings their attention, like it draws their attention to it and they, they can obviously feel and know and see in like a black and white way what they're missing out on what they used to be able to experience, but couldn't experience anymore. And I think for us, it's a lot more gray. And a lot of times, I mean, there's all sorts of stories. Like we tell all these stories of people who don't realize that until, you know, they're on their deathbed or they're mm-hmm. like 70 or 80 or whatever. And they look back on their life and it's like, Oh man, I wasted this. Like I, I was whatever I was working all the time or it was just like everything that I was chasing after wasn't what actually mattered. And so it's an interesting way of looking at this. It's just, it's a good conceit and it's a good application of fantasy because it, mm-hmm. it like teaches you about the way the human heart works and about how the real world works using these like really out there ideas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause that, that taste appetite thing, I think it's a good point. Like we lack imagination because mm. we've always existed in that in between space. And mm. it's like only really Adam and Eve because they experienced the fullness and wholeness and then they get kicked out. So <laughs> it'd have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. stepping on rocks hurts yeah. or <laughs> like that's what hunger feels yeah. like. You know, like they had that contrast mm. that we, you know, because we've always been in this, you know, and so what Pirates does is it, it starts, instead of starting from this like sinless, perfect humanity place and then getting to what we consider normal the way Adam and Eve did, like Pirates starts with like normal people and then brings them to this like yeah. in between death, life, but like all tastes and all like humanity really stripped away. Yeah, it's like, it's a version of hell. Yeah. Mm. And so it's, it's illustrating the same concept just from like a slightly different angle. Um, and it, yeah, it, and it's believe it or not, in a summer blockbustery way, it does invite contemplation. Yeah, and well, it's funny. I mean, even now I'm thinking about. So you have the pirates, but then we were talking about how like boring and lame all the old British dudes are. Yeah, <laughs> but you you kind of have a parallel there. Like you have the pirates, and you have this extreme version of like of in this fantasy curse. But then you also have the pirate or the the British dudes who are more like us obviously and you kind of see whoa, whoa, maybe this whoa. is maybe this is <laughs> pushing it too far but you see them like living these like very at least the governor i think is this picture of just i mean he's just kind of an idiot he's just like kind of bumbling and but he i think is lacking a lot like he doesn't appreciate things for what they are but he also doesn't have like a curse to show him the error of his ways. Like mm-hmm. obviously the pirates, you know, they're more obvious ways. And, but we, we talk a lot about this with sin where it's like, there's these obvious things, but then there are these other like heart conditions too, or sin is like this really, it's more of a heart motive thing. So you can look like you're doing the right thing. You can look really clean on the outside, but that doesn't actually mean that you're living this fulfilling life or this life that is, glorifying to God and is like appreciating all the beauty and living within all the beauty and joy that he's given us to live within. And I don't know, you kind of, maybe this is pushing it too far, but you do, you (laughs) kind of see that with like 
the boring British guys on their <laughs> wherever they are, like the little island or peninsula that they're on. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that. See what I'm yeah. going for? Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, like, a curse or despair or like it's just the whole like problem of pain. Like it awakens you. Yeah, right. the yeah. um the sickness unto death, like all of that mm-hmm. stuff. It's like those things are actually helpful, yeah. and it's good to recognize. Right. That. Right. They, they they never escape the fact that they can't taste the apple. Right. So that's actually a it's gift a motivator, in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. It motivates them in yeah. the correct direction, even if they aren't really repentant at all. <laughs> and even if they're not going to do, stop doing some of the things that they're doing, it is a motivator in the right direction for them. Yeah. Just like watching Pirates of the Caribbean is a motivator for all of us in the right direction. <laughs> I just wouldn't doubt ask for parlay. <laughs> yeah. Parlay? Parlay? <laughs> Does that still work? Can you just do that with people? And, and just try it next yeah. time you're pulled over. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> parlay. Uh, parlay? <laughs> He's it like, just, oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Reference the code. <laughs> yeah. I do like the whoever falls behind gets left behind. <laughs> I, I do reference that a lot. <laughs> it's the pirate code. Right? Ian, Ian adopted the pirate it's, code. Yeah. More of a suggestion. Yeah, more of a guideline than anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready to rate? Yep. yep. What are we going to rate on? There's a, it's a bountiful array of options. Hmm. I don't know, Aaron. Uh, what what did he call his his one boy his one shot? How many one shots? Uh, oh, <laughs> money in. He was I don't remember. For Barbosa. I mean, yeah, I think he just calls it. Yeah, you just his you shot, single shot. His yeah. Single shot. Yeah. I don't know what else. Um, wooden eyes. Wooden eyes. Yeah. Wooden eyes. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Bedpans full of coal. She <laughs> 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 like jumps on that guy. Yeah. That, I, yeah. I was, yeah. I, that was what? another fodder. I'm, I'm just thinking now, that was pretty scary as a kid. Whenever they're chasing her, in the, and you still kind of don't really know what's going on, yeah. or like what the movie is going to be like. Mm. And they're, cha- they're in the house and it's dark and they're like, and they're creepy. Pirates. Yeah. They're super creepy. And then she's hiding and they're looking for her. That, that's a scary scene. Like it's yeah. pretty freaky as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not now though. <laughs> Definitely wasn't scared whenever <laughs> I watched it this time. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Yeah, we're doing wooden eyes. Wooden eyes. All right. Uh, I think I'm, I'm gonna give it four. I think it's a solid four. I love, oh, I love Jack Sparrow. I love just all the adventure stuff. Uh, I think I dock it a little bit for it. It felt long to me this time. The fights went on for a while, too long. I would say. Um, Elizabeth and Will, I just, I, and just really, it just feels like they're too, they can just do whatever they want. Like Jack, it feels like his choices have consequences and Elizabeth and Will, it just feels like they do whatever they want and somehow it works out because they're like attractive. Like it just is like, (laughs) okay, sure. Well, let me tell you, Ian, that is, (laughs) yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, maybe Aaron's living yeah, proof. There's no way. I mean, if anybody was getting yeah. was living a life like that, obviously that would be me. So, and my life is not like that. So. I did like it though when she she got all bold and approached the pirate. You know, she invoked parlay, and she she knew she had the the thing they were after, and you know she threatened to drop right, it overboard. Yeah. And then they make the deal, but she he like lawyers of Barbosa right. like that mm-hmm. wasn't part of the deal yeah. you know she like assumed things it's like a little bit of like she's out of her depth yeah she, and yeah. she doesn't really get safety or what she wants right. like there were a couple of like there's, yeah, I, there's, I agree with you in the aggregate yeah. but yeah. That, that just the lawyer in me I guess just <laughs> always appreciated that scene I'm well, like you go Barbosa yeah. I am on your <laughs> yeah. side yeah well I like that scene and I think it's to Ian's point because for most of the movie she doesn't really right. have consequences yeah. she, mm-hmm. and, and I was like yes finally it's someone, kinda, yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> someone got her yeah yeah, yeah. come up and <laughs> uh yeah so I give it a four but it's a it's a solid four I really enjoyed this movie again all right um, I enjoyed this movie again. It was fun. I don't think I've really watched it since mm-hmm. 2003. Um, I liked it again. I had a lot of fun. I, you know, everything we've said, I give it three and a half. Um, yeah, it just has two for, for, for what it is. It just has like some of the, like the, the will, the, um, Elizabeth, it just has too many holes in the kind of like crafting of this movie and the, the putting it together for mm-hmm. me to go higher than that. But yeah, what it is it's fun. I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone should see it. But. Would you go ride the ride again? <laughs> I have. Depends I have how hot it is outside. <laughs> 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 oh, if it's one o'clock at Disneyland, you know where I'm going to be. <laughs> Cooling off <laughs> in the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm just there wiping my brow. <laughs> yeah, I think I split the difference between you guys. Um, I'd give it a three seven five. It's a three five for all the reasons Aaron mentioned. I co-sign every single one of them. Um, it just gets bumped because of the animal acting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Truly, it sets it apart. The animal acting, the dog with the key, just gets me every time. <laughs> and then just the iconic nature of uh, Jack Sparrow. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's memorable, even if it's, you mm-hmm. know, maybe got diluted down the line. But for the first one, it was fresh. And so I, I nudge it up to that. So recommendations. I'm actually curious. Yeah, I was pretty, I got two pretty different ones here. I really didn't know what to go. So my first one is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind of just vibe, just vibey. It's pretty similar, I feel like. It's my favorite Marvel movie, I would say. Uh, I've heard the new Spider-Man is good, but I haven't seen it, so. I can kind of see it. It's funny. It's quirky. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff Goldblum's almost like the bad guy is almost... Yeah, Johnny he, Deppian. Yeah, he has kind of that mm, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a similar type of humor where it's like doing stuff, but then also it's like kind of tongue in cheek at some of the yeah. tropes that it's using. Kind of winking. And, yeah. Right, yeah, it's kind of winking at them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if, if you just like this for the just kind of adventure story, but done a little bit more originally, I guess, because Ragnarok felt different than the other Marvel movies. That's because, yeah, Taika. Right, yeah, yeah, he has, he brings his own style to it. So 
yeah, if you like that, then I would say that. But if you liked the small amount of like Moody Will trying to deal with no, his, no one like that. His, <laughs> his father and like who his father was as he's trying to live out his own legacy, then I'm going to recommend a movie that we've done before at Astra. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I'm just saying if that, if that awoke something in you, if you're like, man, I need, I need more. Of all the daddy movies we've done in our movie. Hey, yeah. it has ships. If you like the <laughs> yeah. ships, it's got ships. Yep. Yeah, space pirates. Space pirates. <laughs> got space pirates. Yep. It's got a great battle scene. Wow, that one hurts me. Yeah, Very hurts. similar movies. Yeah. I <laughs> so, uh, another, another point in your favor with the Thor Ragnarok is... Thor Love and Thunder, the Taika Waititi mm. sequel, is awful. It's also really yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like all the that. It really hurts it's me. Awful. Yeah. 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 It hurts my feelings. It yeah. hurt my feelings, too. I was like, Taika, why? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of don't want to see it because yeah. I like all of his Save stuff. yourself. It's, yeah. it's terrible. I don't yeah. want to see him go downhill, especially not in a Marvel movie. That just sounds it's, sad. Yeah. But yeah, if you want a much more intense movie, Silver Ships and... <laughs> Father issues, then uh, go wow. watch at Astro. Wow. <laughs> the first time I've been mad at you about yeah. recommendations. <laughs> I stand by it. I think I it's a good one. <laughs> All right. All right. Proud Pitt's like, what did I yeah. do? <laughs> Keep my name <laughs> out of your mouth. He's going to come slap you. Um, I'd like to see him try. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Brad? <laughs> this podcast is good at making enemies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, I think I'm just good at making enemies. Yeah, it's probably Ian. <laughs> yeah, um, it came to me while we were talking, and I'm glad it did because I'm actually really happy with this. I think the the theme that you guys were talking about, like the the greed and that the getting what you want at any cost, like the emptiness that you can find on the other side of that. Nihilistic penguin. Nihilistic <laughs> penguin. <laughs> Who knows what he's looking for? But he, he definitely wasn't satisfied oh, when he got it. I saw, uh, I don't know if this is true, but I saw a, a meme of Werner Herzog. I actually I think I've heard this before with him saying that um, when he first fell in love with film, he stole a camera from a local film school and he yeah. said that it was like it was like his right, like it wasn't wrong for him to steal that because it's like it's like withholding a you know a tool from a great artist. Yeah. Like he, he had a he had an artistic right, a moral right to that <laughs> video camera. So just made me love Werner Herzog more. Um, but no, like that, yeah, that a theme of greed that's in this movie, and like I said, the emptiness that uh, you can find on the other side of that. I think like the quintessential tale like in our culture at least of that is uh the christmas carol okay and there are yeah you know you so yeah. scarface <laughs> scarface yeah <laughs> it's basically a christmas carol yeah. too just <laughs> set in miami yeah. um but no the uh and there's so many versions of a christmas yeah. carol my personal favorite and it's funny i watched this about a month ago um it's uh scrooged with bill murray absolutely mm. excellent version of this hilarious um and it's it's a Christmas Carol. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's that story. But if you want to see kind of a different take on that story, a funny take, a Bill Murray take, go see Scrooge. Sold. Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen that. You should watch. Christmas is coming up. So yeah, it's it's time. I'm gonna That's write it good. down yeah. right now. Yeah. 
I am doing this as a public service to any of the younger listeners out there. Uh, I'm going a little old school. Um, this movie spawned a franchise, like my recommendation, has an iconic kind of career-defining character who's charismatic, like my recommendation. Um, has a lot of twists and turns, um, like my recommendation. Uh, has an iconic enemy that I consider the British one of our foremost enemies. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, those imperialist bastards. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can you say that on this? I can. No okay. one's no one's made it this far yeah, in the podcast. Everyone's bailed by now. Yeah. Um, and then even I, I know we've been bagging on uh, Elizabeth's character, but she is uh, this picture of someone who's not quite this helpless damsel in distress. Like she is in some ways, like you know, kind of the princess in need of rescuing, but takes a very assertive, active role. And I would say this movie. I don't, I'm not smart enough to know if it pioneered it. I probably didn't, but it was an earlier version of this. Um, I'm talking Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Like Marion was that strong, yeah. you know, like Harrison Ford's that charismatic, you know, mm-hmm. he was kind of young mm-hmm. yeah. and the charming rogue. Yeah. yeah. Charming rogue. Um, yeah. he, I mean, he's played so many iconic characters, but Indiana Jones is, if not yeah. the defining one, it's certainly at or near the way Johnny Depp kind of his career charisma and what he brought to the role. Um, you know, adventure stories are not new, but this was a very finely tuned kind of very good version of it that has resonated mm-hmm. across generations at this point. Um, you know, and they were trying to find the, the Ark of the Covenant and getting it out of the, so there's like that, that supernatural aspect, you know, and then contending with the Nazis, you know, so British empire, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. basically well. the <laughs> So I don't know. I, I just thought that there was a lot. And to me, it's like, who hasn't seen Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark? But I realize I'm old and people don't. Yeah, that's uh, it's true. from like yeah. 70, 78 or 79. When did you watch it? 81? Uh, not that. I mean, it was probably five years ago now. Like it kind of holds mm-hmm. up. I, I think it is early. Is it early 80s? Yeah, it's early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think it kind of holds up for I think so a too. movie that's almost 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go back and watch those again. I think I've seen all of them once, but I don't really. I really, know. it's funny. We, we can do a whole Indiana Jones thing. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah. I loved the second one as a kid. Mm. As an adult, it's like, what the heck? And I read somewhere that George <laughs> Lucas and Steven Spielberg were both like, had recently had uh, marriages or long-term relationships ending. <laughs> so that movie's like their <laughs> emo processing of it. So like they're ripping out of the guy's heart oh, and all yeah. that. It's like, <laughs> they're just like therapy. Instead of like paying a therapist, they put it all in an Indiana Jones movie. We, we can, I, I w- that would be a fun podcast. Yeah, so I, I would do would, that because I uh, want to watch them. So. But yeah, I think the first and third one are really good. Yeah. We'll forget the fourth one ever existed. Yeah, that one's, did and you then, know they're making a new one? Yeah. My yeah. kids ask me about it like every six months. They, really? they want to know, because they uh, love the fourth one. Okay. Don't oh, even, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's on, why Tim. I'm doing this as a public service Man. to the youth, wow. anyone who listens to it, because they, they love the fourth one. And wow. It's like, we can't talk about it because I don't want to disown them, but <laughs> I love my kids, but- that's an unforgivable opinion, but Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. check it out. It's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> like Less pirates, pirates, more submarines. Yeah. 
Bible stuff. Bible stuff. <laughs> People's yeah. faces melting off. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to like. All right. Well, we made it. We didn't have to invoke parlay. Yeah. We had the podcast code. <laughs> the podcast code. Always leave Ian behind. <laughs> Wait, what the? Who wrote, who wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Well, stay tuned till next week when we, I guess, explore another code. Uh. Oh, wow. 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 Man, that's a... I don't get that. that that's not even a We'll see you next time. Hi, guys. You're flipping through the channels late at night. Looking for a movie. Yeah, you're doing it right. Called up Tim. I called up Ian. I wanted to know... Which movie are we seeing? Cause some make you laugh and some make you cry. I wanna know, are your thoughts like mine? Or, uh, love of the frame. frame.